0: Hello and welcome to We're Listening, the podcast all about Frasier. I'm Will. I'm Kay. And this week we're looking at Season 3, Episode 2, Shrink Wrap, in which Frasier and Niles have a pat- patented sibling conflict when they both agree to share a psychiatry office. So Key, in this episode, we see a very scared woman as the sole survivor of a plane crash. I want to say, how do you fare with flying? Okay, interesting. Um, mm-hmm. I, I have no issue with flying. It doesn't
1: scare me at all.
0: Wow, okay, I wasn't expecting that. But it freaks me out to go through airport security. Oh man, I hate that so much.
1: <laughs> I get so nervous when I'm in an airport because I just feel like, oh no, I'm, I'm going to get found with a load of illicit drugs that I don't even know what on me. Um, <laughs> it really stresses me out like going through airport security. So I don't like it. But uh, the flying itself, I don't mind. I um, When uh, Shan was in Pompeii doing, like she was working as an au pair for a little bit. Mm-hmm. um So I went out to see her on a, on a week off and um, it was with Air Italia. And before the flight, and they did it both ways, so I don't know if it's just a thing that Air Italia do, <laughs> they played two songs before. They played Valare by Dean Martin. Right. And all the blokes were up like, Valare. <laughs> and, and it was me like, what's going on? And then the, the second song they, they play, No Word of a Lie, Time to Say Goodbye. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, what the hell's going on? Are you kidding me? um so yeah that was a weird experience but i don't i don't mind flying i just don't like airports
0: oh that's very that's very fair I'm, I'm kind of weirdly the other way around airports is like weird third spaces in kind of society they're not quite here or there i quite enjoy the the timelessness of when you're in one um flying i am petrified of get scared to, scared to death of flying in terms of going through airport security and having unsavory encounters there um i've got no shame in in, in telling you this anecdote so when we went um not quite into railing, but we went for like a little mini kind of Eastern Europe thing um, in 2016, I think it was. Joe Lowell, who is obviously a mutual friend of ours, um, who came on the trip, and he's gonna love the fact that I'm giving him a name drop here if I tell him. he's gonna say, episode. He's the first person uh, other than us who's got a first and last name. He has. Happens. I have to. I have to full name him for this. He basically, we're going through airport security, right? I'm unloading my bag on the conveyor belt for the, for the magnet scanners and, and all that. And I open my bag and there is a brown envelope in there that I've never seen before. And written on the front, it says, don't open me until you're alone. Oh Obviously, God. I'm panicking like mad. I phone my mom at airport security i've not even gone through the thing yet and i'm like mom did you put a package in my bag you know like a s- surprise or something that says don't open me till you're alone she's like what no <laughs> no so i'm freaking the f out i'm like someone's shoved something in my bag this is literally all they tell you about in the airport anyway just as i go through the security thing no one says a word um it's not it's not flagged in the x-ray or anything like that And Jake, another of our friends, taps me on the shoulder and says, it was Joe, it was Joe, he's taking the mick, it's Joe. And I just went, spare, I was so, so angry because of how badly things could have gone, like I could have freaking just gone up to some guard and panicked or whatever, and inside the envelope was a sex toy. (laughs) <laughs> um so we got him back by when we came back from uh, from germany we put it in his bag and then it showed up on the x-ray and the woman on the x-ray machine was like oh a present for your mother <laughs> <laughs> so honestly i can laugh about it now but i was absolutely fuming with joe to be honest i was, oh, was just not a prank to pull in an airport there's a time and a place I um, love the woman though, the random woman working at airport so security, good. just zinging, zinging. But yeah, it was it was scary as f, man. I was, uh, oh yeah. I mean, no, maybe I should just learn to laugh at myself a bit more. But I was really pissed off. No,
1: I I'd be the same, but airport, I say. If we if we ever get a flight together, you will know I will just stick next to you and do whatever you do because I (laughs) I don't want to be in any kind of authority or control in an airport. I don't want to the guy asks questions
0: and I'll just I'm with that guy. That guy knows what I'm doing. Any questions, ask him. Okay, following his lead. (laughs) <laughs> but yeah so airports planes i get scared of planes i've had bad experiences in airports but generally yeah i'd love to know listeners do you like flying i don't do it that often so there might be some frequent flyers out there some people who might have frequent fraser miles <laughs> as he likes to say um so keith before we get to the review shall we jump into trivia corner this way let's do it mate excellent so we've been sent in the usual questions by Corey and hamish just because i'm gonna navigate over there okay let's begin with hamish's for you Key. question numero uno after telling them to give up there are only two events where the therapist recommends fraser and niles see each other where what are they i think is it um weddings funerals and the rest yep. of the time just stay the hell away from one another. Spot on. Spot on. Weddings and funerals is the only two events they should be ever together at, which is very, very morbid in a way. <laughs> um, but there you go. Uh question two, what would look more robust emerging from Fraser's trunk? Is it is it a mafia snitch or something like yes, that? Yes, it yeah. is a mafia. That is one of my favourite gags. It's like <laughs> it's like mafia snitches have emerged from bunk- uh, trunks, looking more robust. Um, final question: When Niles engages in a fist fight with Frazier, why why does it scare him? I think he put why doesn't it scare. Him? I think he meant to put why does it scare him? Something yeah. about Niles scares him. Oh, is it, is it
1: scares the listener? Is no, it?
0: it scares it scares Frazier when they're about to have the fight. Something um... about something about what Niles does. I mean, he puts his thumb on the inside. That's what yeah. I'm looking for. Oh, thumb on the it's... inside, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, really weird. It's like there's there's an exact gag about that on Friends as well. When um, yeah, when you punch on your
1: thumb is meant to be on the outside, isn't it? If you do it on the inside, aren't you mm. going to break your thumb or something like exactly,
0: that? Exactly. Yeah, and like I think on um on Friends when Joey does something to Ross. He basically just says, right, I want you to hit me. He goes to hit him and Joey instinctively ducks out of the way. And Ross obviously smacks his hand off a lamppost inside Central Park and then Lot like, breaks his thumb and I was like, What are you doing, man? You're doing it all wrong. The thumb goes on the outside. So it's a weird, yeah, it's a gag that's got a bit of a life expectancy over I, there. I genuinely the only nice to throw a punch from watching sitcoms. I, <laughs> I've i never thrown a punch in my life. I kind of I've, want to. I've never thrown a punch. It looks painful. Like People <laughs> throw a punch and they go, ah, look, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I'll pull, pull my shoulder. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> yeah, I just I just think the Fight Club quote, how much do you ever really know about yourself till you've been in a fight? I think it's very, I think we probably mentioned that in I Hate Frasier Crane. Um, I feel like probably I mentioned that before. <laughs> Um, okay, Missy Elliott's trivia, so you got you got three out of three for, uh, for Hamish for well, well played very good start. Missy Elliot says when N's session is interrupted by the screamers, what was his patient being counseled for? Oh, I've already <coughs> I've already ruined this one. Plane crash survivor, the sole survivor of a plane crash. Sole survivor of the plane crash. Um, sorry, for, sorry for that, Missy. Uh, and Hot has Orchid, how many textbooks, not magazines, does Niles place in the box for Fraser? That is a good question. That's a really um, good one. I started counting
1: because I thought, really? oh, I ask. wow. Yeah, I started counting. I thought it would be a good question. And I got about halfway and I was up to four. And, and then they went it. into the box. So oh. I couldn't count them anymore. <laughs> So by that logic, I was around halfway. I had four. So logic says it's around eight or nine. So I'm going to say eight and trust my trust my half logic.
0: Key, it's eight. Is it eight? That is absolutely phenomenal. So uh, you know, obviously Missy, Missy, Missy's question we kind of ruined, but I think you'd have got it anyway. Um, six? No, five out of five there. Wow. Just a little round of applause there. Well, you, played. well played. Well played, <laughs> right, do You want to hit me with yours? Okay. And um apologies again to Missy, because my first question is, what is the name of the plane crash survivor? <laughs> oh I'm he's only gonna I bet he's only gonna call her by her surname, like misses yeah, something. Only a surname, yes. Yeah. It's that kind of respectful thing you'd do. Oh man. Mrs Is it is it beginning with a G? No. No, damn. <laughs> I don't think it does anyway. I could be wrong, but it's not oh. that's not what I've got down. Would you say it's a conventional surname? I know someone with this surname yeah. Um, it's also a, it could also be a first name that's a clue. Mm, Mrs Graham. Oh he doesn't begin a J. V- <laughs> 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 Bloody hell. Okay, scrap it. Mrs Graham is my guess.
1: <laughs> uh, it's Mrs Kelly.
0: Oh, Mrs. Kelly. God, poor Mrs. Kelly. Man, when she actually like freaks out the third time, and, like grabs Niles, she genuinely looks petrified. It's genuine
1: warmth though from Niles
0: as he like puts his arm around yeah, her. Yeah, it's surprised. quite nice, man. I mean, I don't know what the hell is going on in the psychiatry practice next door, but it's sounds- nice. Oh. absolutely horrendous okay. um Hit okay
1: what is the color of I think it's a cardigan or at the very least her top it's the only thing you can see um what is the color of Daphne's cardigan in the last scene
0: oh god what is the last scene
1: um so she's having to take the big filing cabinet out again whilst oh, yeah. everyone else just takes out like three magazines each and you know, a couple
0: of photo frames I don't know why um I'm, I'm leaning toward purple oh you're not far off I've got blue. Oh, damn. Well, blue ain't purple, so you can't give me the point there as much as I want it. Okay, Um, well, can you get off the mark? This this is
1: bad. (laughs) Okay, what Mm -hmm. phrase did Roz use
0: in uh, inverted commas? Quotation marks, rather. What phrase did Roz use in quotation marks? I don't know the context of this. Okay, so, um, Roz, so Frasier is retelling a story. And
1: Niles, oh, goes, oh really, okay. Roz
0: said said so, something about your staggering intellect. Um, staggering intellect is what yeah, I was looking for. Or, yes. or your the Olympian reaches of your knowledge. Or something. <laughs> Niles like starts riffing on it. Um, yeah, not 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 bad. Got off the mark. Yeah, you got one out of three. Not one out of three. But it's pretty pretty par for the course, I think, with me and recorder. <laughs> um, okay, let's bring it to a close with a uh, mischief Nights number I, one I'm gonna say I
1: did think this was a tough week for trivia I didn't think yeah it was that I do much. as
0: well actually I don't know why I mean I didn't make any but like I am still thinking about what trivia would I ask if I were um yeah I don't know is it because it's kind of largely in the same scene do you think or I, I think so and I think there's not a lot where you don't for instance what would have been a great one was say
1: seeing a, a, a plaque on a wall or something like that and we have to pick something like that out but you couldn't mm. read any of it and the only bits where they do read it out it's quite noticeable like you I don't, I don't it'd be a tough question i think to say where did um the psychiatrist go to university because i think it's fairly memorable
0: yeah know. yeah um well looking to discuss like, where did he go to i know they mention aruba um <laughs> i trying, yeah. trying to think of they mentioned a few others as well but yeah i think it's also just because it's mainly fraser and i speaking in this episode as well and so you I guess when it's fewer characters, you start to internalize what they're saying a bit more. So it makes it harder. Um, okay. Question numero uno for you from, uh, okay. from Corey. What sport does Bulldog jokingly claim he's going to start the show with? Oh, I love this because I actually I, did remember this. I think I noticed. Like, is it women's golf? Yeah. He just goes, women's golf. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a, a fart No, It's <laughs> <Or>, like, <"Bleh." laughs> okay. Question two. While in session with the couple's therapist, which brother is the first to speak and which brother is the last to speak before the trust exercise?
1: Okay, I think... I think Niles is the first... I'm trying to remember how did it start. Um, It's a good question, this. I think Niles is the first to speak. Correct. And then I think to finish, I think the last one is... I think... I'm not sure if it's the last bit. I remember... Frazier has quite a distinct line of going uh, right here, buddy boy. As he waves the the, to- the toilet key, he does. And I, I'm trying to remember if that was the last thing before the, the <laughs> therapist interrupts him, him and says, "We're going to do a trust exercise, Hank Scorpio-esque." Oh yeah, um, man. <laughs> um, that was a
0: phone call. Don't you that to mistrust now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say Niles first, then Frazier. Absolutely spot on. And wow. right here, buddy boy, is is literally is the, the line? last line he uses. Wow. Yeah. I want to talk about that. That. Toilet key attached to the four inch block of wood. Um, because one, it reminds me of something from our school days, and two, I don't quite understand it. So, we'll get there.
1: Oh, man, it's quite simple, mate. It just opens the toilet door
0: oh that's... thanks mate that's no further <laughs> explanations needed Um, question three from Corey what is the surname of the plane crash survivor so, is it
1: Mrs Kelly Corey
0: right? we've done it again really sorry that's probably <laughs> like five weeks on the trot where we've butchered one of his questions so uh yeah we need to we need to stop doing that into the review key animation watch what was it this week is it like a hot air balloon is that yeah it is? a new one as well wow. what do you make of this it's all right it's very flash to be honest like a hot hot air balloon that's yeah flamboyant it does look a little bit like 90s clip art like i've said in previous (laughs) ones like they've just got a dragging it like a paper mache thing um but it's always nice to have a have a new one um in fact while we're here just a quick trivia question to spring on you can you think of another instance in the show where a hot air balloon is mentioned because there's one that really sticks out to me. It's um, a real kind of... It's, it's a it's a funny gag at the time, but it's a bit of a throwaway in the episode, so...
1: There's um, something... I imagine, like... And I can't remember it off the top of my head, but I'm thinking maybe, like, your ego is like a hot air balloon or something like that, or...
0: There um, is the balloon analogy about popping the balloon. Okay, here's a clue for the hot air balloon one. It's something... Um, it's something... Oh, I, I can't... Someone is going to do it for New Year's as a celebration... This should have been your Who's Crane, is it anyway, mate? I um... know, oh, that's a different episode entirely. That's really hard for you. <laughs> this is a hard question, but while we're here, I thought I'd just throw that out there because there'll oh, be wait, listeners that will know.
1: When you're saying about...
0: Is it from this episode?
1: No, 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 oh, no, God, no.
0: That's what I was so confused oh, you about. Oh, you're thinking it was this episode. No, <laughs> well, no, no. Any time in the show that a hot air balloon is uh, comes back up again. I've done a blank, mate. Oh, God. Don't, it's, it's a tough question. a like complete you tap Are you tapping the mat? I feel I should get it, but I can't. No, it's not coming to me. Well, there might be more, but the one that comes to my mind is in Road Warriors from season seven, the New Year's one, when uh, Marius is going on a hot air balloon tour over the wine country.
1: Oh, And then yes. Niles, and
0: then Niles oh. is like, well, I wouldn't go on the hot air balloon, but I'd follow along in the recovery vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So That's immediately what I was thinking of. I'm, I'm sure there'll be listeners out there that, that know that episode well and will have uh, flagged. See, so, yeah, I, I, I like this setup. how this opens with the two of them in, in like couples therapy, essentially. I think it feels quite novel to anything we've seen up to now. Um, it, I don't think we've seen this kind of format and the way the episode's framed with like flashbacks of the two of them in the office. I just thought it was quite a novel way of opening the episode. I don't know what you thought. Yeah, I
1: really like it in that, again, it's the first real, really good, I think, uh, Maris teaser that we've had in a while. Mm. because I think up until this point we've probably started to accept we're not we haven't seen Maris we're never going to see Maris that's it and then suddenly you see Niles in couples therapy about how it's not working and you think oh my god Maris is there we're going to see Maris
0: I'd never thought about that
1: and we see Frasier and it works so well and I really like that I like that reveal of it starting with Niles and then who is it who is it
0: oh it's Frasier I think it works really well. It's just really yeah, it kind of pulls the rug out from under you and it's just even f- it's just as a visual gag, it's hilarious seeing Fraser in that chair because it's just like, what the hell has gone wrong? So to bring them to this to this office. Um, I feel like I recognized the the therapist as well from he something. Does, he does look familiar. I feel like I've seen it. I struggled to put a name to it. We but, might have um... to do some IMDB diving to try and figure out where he is. Um yeah, I mean, some great quotes here, like Niles, Caruso wasn't so in love with his own voice. Um, just some more, you know, mythology <laughs> references. I'm actually not sure who Caruso is.
1: Wait, um, I, I wanted to ask you, I thought it's something I should know. Who's Caruso and Enrico? Is it Caruso and Enrico or Enrique?
0: Okay. Oh, yeah, en- Enrico Caruso, not Greek oh, mythology, just an Italian operatic tenor. Um, there oh, okay. you go. <laughs> Uh, He sang to great acclaim at the major opera houses of Europe. There you go. So just a big, big name on the opera scene. There's a video, there's a picture of him on Wikipedia holding a lantern wearing the biggest fur coat I've ever seen. So clearly the guy knew how to live. He's a legend and a myth to you. Well, that's why mythology is coming (laughs) up. I feel bad that I've never heard his music and just assumed he was a fictional Greek mythological character. So recurring dreams since childhood. This is when we're back in KACL. This woman's phoning in with this dream she's having, which it does sound really fascinating. Have you ever had a recurring dream along these lines or know of someone who has? Because I've always been really fascinated with dreams. Not not of a...
1: woman at the window trying to send me a message no but, i mean that is like, scary young, as hell <laughs> when i was younger i used to have a dream of like it was a dragon and i'd run away from the dragon and wake up screaming wow that's intense <laughs> but, i don't know because weirdly enough it's not that intense um I, I don't know if this ever happens to you but every so often i have a dream and i'm like oh my god i had that dream before
0: it's oh like yeah run.
1: um but i'd completely forgotten about it until i see it again right I, I do that all the time I really like that because it's like a little flashback to my past. I'm like, oh, I was paying attention. Well done, mate. <laughs> I remember that. I know what to do at this point now. When the yeah. dragon comes, <laughs> it's um, it's I, and I've said to you before. I like like in this episode, for instance, I really loved that we get the reference to Arthur, Arthur, and the innkeepers mm. because it feels like a little um, it's like a little golden egg. If you've been watching all the episodes, you've been paying attention. Well done. You'll you'll like. I really this like that. that yeah. And having a, re- a recurring dream
0: sometimes feels like that for me. I'm like, you were paying attention. <laughs> you know where this is from.
1: <laughs> we're going to test
0: your knowledge now. Um, yeah, I-, I also didn't realise that this... Um, that throwback to those to those episodes was so soon after them. Like, yeah. I thought this was like at end of season three, possibly season four. Um, Same here. Like, I. I forgot it was from I remember
1: obviously the line from Martin, but I forgot it was shrink wrap and yeah, we're well,
0: literally not three episodes after the innkeepers. Like... Exactly. It doesn't feel like quite as big a payoff as, as it Yeah, like in be my because... head it was like a much sweeter little kind of Easter egg That Remember yeah. last month when you opened that restaurant. That was a <laughs> dumb idea, wasn't it? Or if you just <laughs> said, remember last episode. <laughs> Martin, don't break the fourth wall. Um yeah, I mean in terms of recurring dreams, I I don't have a recurring one, but I mean I've 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 spoken to this, spoken about like this before, but all of my nightmares take the same format. And it's always where there's like a doorway. I'm like normally in my own house and I'm looking at a doorway and I'm waiting for something to come around the doorway really slowly Um, So like I'll be like in my room and I can hear someone coming up the stairs and I know that they're about to come around the corner. So it's um, like a monster. It's not like well, no. Normally it's like people I know, but the way they come round really (laughs) slowly is like chilling. And then I, I've trained myself to wake up now before they come around the corner. But yeah, doorways in every nightmare I have.
1: I'm really confused, Will. So basically your nightmare is your friends and
0: family moving (laughs) too
1: slow, basically.
0: No, but like uncannily slow as if they've been replaced, you know. I I
1: love the idea that you, as like an eight-year-old kid, would wake up screaming. Your mum would run in like, well, well, what's the matter? (laughs) Nan was taking too long to come into the room again, Mom.
0: Honestly, you haven't been in these dreams. They're terrifying. Um, I just feel like with doorways, for example, Freud, you know, given the links this episode, he'd have a field day with that, you know, doorways, boundaries. It's weird. You know, there's there's got to be some symbolism there. But my brother also had a really weird recurring dream when he was a kid. And this is way, like, less abstract than mine. This is, like, a really creepy dream. Um, it's when we used to live at our old house in 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 Kozel. And and uh, he would he would like wake up in the dream. This is, and he'd hear a motorbike coming down like the the cul de sac or whatever it was where we lived. It wasn't quite a cul de sac, um, and it would stop outside the the um, the house. He'd Then run to the window and he'd see like this cloaked figure off the bike kind of just disappearing underneath the door and come into the house. So okay. then he'd rush to the stairs and then he'd see it just entering the living room. So he was always too slow to see it. Yeah. Then he'd like go to the living room and see it just going into the kitchen. And then finally, when he's just standing there in the living room, he sees like this horrible, like clawed hand come around the door, uh the door frame.
1: Now that's um, scary. That's now that scary is an dream. intense
0: dream. And he's Tom Tom says he had that dream, like all the time when he was at the old house i mean just yeah it's it's pretty pretty creepy as hell so
1: Do you, are you someone who has quite because all of my dreams are generally quite exciting something oh, big is happening mental whereas like shans are all like, really mundane i'm like oh what did you dream about last night oh i made some toast
0: what? Like, yeah that's their
1: dreams it's just like doing day hold that day yeah <laughs> which i find crazy because i only have like exciting adventurous dreams where my, my dreams are
0: absolutely nuts. Like almost on a nightly basis, they're like I've taken LSD before going to bed. <laughs> like people would not believe me if I explained what happened in them. They're that weird. Oh, um, me, you're in that camp.
1: Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't it, probably, yours sound absolutely crazy, but they they're, always really like, mm. like, they're always like quite exciting. Like they're always it's not everyday mundane things happening in my dreams. It's pretty out there. Well, no, I, I, I say that i've completely
0: forgotten now so but wow well, yeah so have i i forgotten what i dreamed about last night i had quite i had some I, i'd been drinking last night so i always have weirder dreams when i when i've had alcohol so but i can't remember them um anyway i digress, that was a long dream thank <laughs> um so bulldog excellent here you know the whole let's talk women's golf and makes a little little noise i forgot he was actually in this episode at all so it's quite nice to see him um then i think we literally cut to a uh, we cut to Mrs. Kelly, I think, in in the psychiatry thing. No, do we not?
1: Oh, uh, have we not r- jumped back?
0: So we because he is this not the bit where he he's talking Ooh. about Ros saying about staggering? intellect? That's it. Yeah, Ros was saying in staggering mind. intellect, and then no, I was going sort to of riffing on that. Um just, yeah, never believable. But the way she says it, I thought it was real, but she was being sarcastic. And that's I was, what i yeah, I yeah, was expecting that, it works like a, both ways.
1: Yeah, I was fully expecting Roz to like have the next, like, snappy one liner. And then suddenly we're back in the, the
0: therapist's office. Mm-hmm. And then Nas is talking about you know, the person in, in the practice next door to him and his unorthodox techniques or however he says it. I mean, it literally sounds like he's torturing them on a rack in there. Um, and Mrs. Prom- Kelly just, yeah. Primal scream madness. Primal yes. scream madness. I mean, scream therapy is actually a thing, isn't it? Um, yeah. I, d- I think you just like go to a secluded area and, and scream. <laughs> I think I think so. Yeah. I'm
1: not, I've seen like on a sitcom, like people being like, and breathe in and freak out. And then like, you <laughs> scream like as you're letting it out. Um, I'm not
0: much of a screamer. I don't think I'd be able to do that. I, I, I scream if I'm, like, playing a video game and I make a massive mistake or something. And then I I like ah! actually, like, a guttural, like, ah, Yeah, like. like, it would take a lot, wouldn't it, to, to provoke that, I think. Uh, Yeah, I'm just, I'm like, use my words. I'm I'm not just going to scream endlessly. (laughs) Like, if you're in conflict or something, screaming's not going to get you out of it. Like, talking might, you know. (laughs) Um, So yeah, the the efficacy of Scream Therapy is is the jury's out on that one, shall we say. Um, Niles recalls now, you know, it was Friday night and I was around Frasier's for dinner. Do you think this is a weekly occurrence of going around for Friday night dinner? Or is this just a a, a quirk of this episode? Because I can see it being something that's... You know, he's around there a lot. He does go around there an awful lot. He does, and no one seems to mind, but I think in real life, it'd be a bit much. I mean, that's a clear message to Tom right there. (laughs) (laughs) A bit bit much, (laughs) We love each other once a week. A bit much. That restaurant we opened, that was a stupid idea. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But but yeah, do you reckon this is a weekly ritual? I think it probably is, yeah. Mm. Um, I quite like that.
1: I wouldn't be surprised if he's around there. Like, I mean, I'd say he goes around every other day. Mm. Like, he's there a lot. And that's what's so funny about like the bit at the end. where they, I mean, I'm I don't want to jump ahead, but we've already said in trivia, um, The see each other at weddings, funerals, and stay away from each other. What's funny is that with most family members, that is when you see each other, is the big events. Whereas these two, as conflicted as they are together, um, do see each other a hell of a lot more than most family members see one another.
0: Absolutely, and it's why the conclusion of this episode is kind of hard to take a little bit because although they have massive competitive issues, they're extremely close. They yeah. definitely trust each other, um, and yeah, like it, you kind of come away from this episode thinking, well, the therapist's wrong, even though they've just made an absolute meal of this chance yeah. to work together.
1: They just um, they 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 do have competitive <laughs> issues, and they enjoy. I think they just enjoy fighting with each other. I think it's a bit of fun for them, really, on oh, some so. subliminal level. Because when it push comes to shoving actually matters, they knuckle down and help each other, which Absolutely, suggests there yeah. is that underlying trust, you know. So yeah. and we've seen it so many times, you know, dark victory when he was talking about his, his practice and they were helping Flower each other. Flower shard. That's the other big one I think of yeah. is, is when he's talking about uh, the selfishness or lack thereof not having kids. Um, and even in things like the club where uh, he he gives up his membership, so he, he's saying, "I want my brother in instead." Yeah, yeah. You know, there is that genuine care for each other and trust. So I think it's wrong to say that there's no trust there. I think it's wrong to say that they should just stay a hell away from each other.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess we're privy to a lot more than that therapist is, and I'd probably jump to the same conclusions (laughs) if I were him, but um, I guess the, the dramatic irony is that we know ultimately that's not the case, but it's still kind of a hard pill to swallow being told that in this episode. I mean, have you ever done one of those trust exercises, by the way, like in team building or something? I've never done it and kind of want to. Um, so I have done it um, wow. before a play and the director's like I do doing
1: trust exercises <laughs> um, and there was me and there was quite a I was paired with quite a big guy and he was going to do it and he just looked at me and went no you're not going to be able to, to lift me can oh <laughs> I, I do, do this with your, you your
0: little breadstick arms <laughs> <Yeah>. just, <laughs> it was like I'm,
1: I'm hitting the ground if I go down so when, when you can fall I'll catch you <laughs> Um and even got me thinking in this
0: would Niles catch Frazier or That's what I this? was thinking Frazier Slowly is far going bigger than Niles isn't he so yeah. you know yeah I wouldn't want to be Niles in this in this in this case So um, yeah.
1: my my co my I don't even
0: know the phrase for it, but my co-actors, they, they trusted me on stage. I did not trust my physical strength. to catch <laughs> I like that. The trust exercise worked ultimately, just not in the way they were planning. <laughs> um, now we have Niles very clearly and deliberately misremembering Daphne's anecdote here with bizarre lines like, you are the beast master. Sure. Um, it, <laughs> starts, it? it starts Take out me. quite enjoyable to listen to, but then it, uh, <laughs> it really just d- devolves into something else. <laughs> I mean, who hasn't said, just take me,
1: you devil spawn, sex monkey, in bed? (laughs) Like that's, that's, your, that's a go-to line, that is
0: It's like it's almost like something Frasier would say You know, he says stuff like Come to me my white hot flame You know, Why yeah. isn't this you know, fair game for him it, It's
1: time you tasted the forbidden fruit You, you <laughs> devil spawned sex monkey <laughs> uh,
0: They're drinking Espresso at Frasier's here You don't see this too often um, I don't know why Is it meant to be late at night? I mean, drinking espresso that late Is that something that Americans do? Because um, that's one surefire way to not sleep <laughs> um, I don't, I don't quite understand what's going on here. Surely they'd have a nice sherry, a nice nightcap, but there they are having an espresso. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah, but it's quite late at night, yeah, because it's even not on, um, uh, <laughs> it, uh, on KACL. Kcl it on KACL. It says that it's a few hours later that evening because that's what Niall says. Jeez, so we're
0: looking at like it's... ten o'clock maybe. Yeah, and they're just... That's mad. They're not sounding the espresso. (laughs) Yeah, they're they're pulling it all night today. I've (laughs) never actually had an espresso, to be honest. I kind of don't think I'd like it. I've had it once and it wasn't for me. Just really strong caffeine. Yeah, and it just... Bitter. Was Was it quite bitter? I imagine they're bitter.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm not... Yeah, I'm not an espresso guy. I'm not a coffee guy, generally. I don't like coffee. Mm -hmm. Um, If if I'm going to be drinking a hot drink, it's going to be tea. You Um, are a tea drinker, though. Yeah, and it's going to be fairly milky. (laughs)
0: Like, <laughs> I'm not judging. Um, I'm, uh, there's people in my life that don't drink any hot drinks, um, so you know. I that's mean, they're the people I
1: want to be. I only have tea because I feel like I've been conditioned to be able to drink tea in a social situation. But if I'm at home, I'm probably not going to make myself a coffee. I of mean, tea. how
0: much would you say you drink a day? Because I mean, I drink very little. I'm interested to know what you. I, drink I don't drink day. much during the day. No, um, you literally, give me a ballpark figure, like in terms of cups of fluid. What do you reckon? I'll probably
1: have maybe two to three pint glasses a day
0: maybe oh my god that's but, that's definitely more than me i'd say but i would say that that is
1: pre- almost exclusively in the evening i might have half a cup up until about 5 6 p.m. and then wow when, okay that's yeah. heavy and then when i'm in the evening i'll i'll usually when i finish i'll have like quite like down like a pint of just like squash or whatever hmm. and then i'll i'll have another glass that i'll be just sort of drinking until i go to bed
0: wow during the day i often like forget to drink yeah i mean i'm the same to be honest um it's a bit of a fallacy the whole you've got to drink this amount of water a day that's been kind of debunked now everyone everyone's body is different i mean my body would be screaming at me if i was dehydrated you know (laughs) i run 35 kilometers a week or whatever and barely drink you know my body would have collapsed by now if there was something bad going on but yeah it's it's interesting um regardless so they they come up now the idea to to work together crane and crane i can already see the logo now a giant crane hovering over a human head i love i love the way (laughs) it's a terrible idea for a logo vaguely threatening nothing to do with psychiatry Fraser kind of doing the bird thing is hilarious (laughs) um yeah i mean i know what i'm gonna put on the graphic for this episode now um but yeah i mean any better ideas for a logos or namesake yeah, okay, I mean,
1: I, I wanted a, the crane, the bird with an actual like b- crane, like you'd have on a building site, yeah. and a, like the, the wrecking ball just hitting the crane.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what the wrecking ball's coming back onto the crane, yeah, pretty much. I like that because then it foreshadows the self destruction of like the crane destroying itself, which very clearly happens in this episode. <laughs> so, <laughs> honestly, you're, you're, way, you're way ahead of me there. Um. <laughs> So we have the innkeeper's throwback. I've just made a note saying I didn't think it was this soon. Obviously, we've we've talked about that. Um, I just put it's a shame that the plot of this episode doesn't work more I don't know, like it doesn't it's not something they've extended across multiple episodes. Cause I think the idea of them working together um in any capacity really, but sharing a practice together, I think it's a really good format for multiple episodes. And like you could you could literally have had the whole show centered around the apartment and then the comings and goings at that office. You know, if you didn't have KACL, obviously I'm glad we do. But yeah, I just think it's a a shame. It's only around for one ep. I completely agree. And I actually think it'd be more
1: believable if this story was over several episodes because I think generally when they've got one of their harebrained schemes, they initially work very well together and then they fall apart later on. Like in the innkeepers, they get that uh, restaurant sorted. It's only when they're actually open that it starts to go wrong. Similarly with the author, oh, sorry, author, author. They originally go on the show and get ideas from his callers and things like that. And when they're talking to Sam, I think it is, um, it's generally they're doing okay. There might be a little squabble, but they're they're still working together. It's only when something starts to go wrong that it falls apart. So I just find this a little bit weird that this has fallen apart even before it started, really. Yeah, Um, they never get the chance to kind of get going, do they? And I Um, I think it's definitely something that they could have kept in. Even as just a, a background thing that... Um, it just appears when they want it to that we know that fraser has got this office and he's working pops on a, an ad hoc basis. And then you could just throw it into an episode when you want that they're sharing an office together and it works like that.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, it's really good. We were thinking the other day of like, you know, those Simpsons discs where you have the four themed episodes and like a Crane versus Crane disc would be great instead of like Kramer versus Kramer. Obviously, there's an episode literally called Crane versus Crane. Yeah, Kramer. exactly.
1: That's what I was thinking riffing of,
0: yeah. on that. Um, but like, you know, I'm trying to think of all the sibling rivalry episodes because there's loads. We've had Author, Author, Innkeepers, this. Um, obviously, we have like the gift horse coming up. Like, there's, there's, yeah. there's loads of EPs that we could. I'd, I would say that
1: as a. A group of episodes for classifying them as a group, Crane versus Crane would probably be more my faves a lot of my favorite episodes. That would probably be the strongest collection for me.
0: Really? You're, you're a Just big fan of the sibling a- rivalry? I really love it. They're so good. So good, mate. They are done really well. The Gift Horse in particular is one of my favorite episodes, I think. Um, that's not a spoiler for my top 10. It might not be my top 10, so don't worry, listeners. Um, <laughs> okay can you explain this to me they're trying to they're trying to figure out where to put the plan Nah yeah. says why not just give it a blindfold and a cigarette um yeah. obviously the idea is if he puts it by the heat vent it's gonna die but I don't quite get the jump for blindfold and a cigarette I don't understand the image I thought it was just
1: the equivalent of he's not going to see any sun and it's gonna like the heat like smoking's bad for you. So that's that was my thinking, but I could be completely wrong,
0: mate. I d- yeah, I, th- I think you're right. I just, yeah, I blindfold obviously, yeah, because he's not gonna be able to see the cigarette, If maybe just like t- torch him, you know, set him on fire. I don't know. Um, I, I it's a great light, I think, kind of the way it actually works and the way David Hyde Pierce intones it is like, it's really funny, but yeah, it's slightly strange image that I never quite you Know could pass, so maybe, maybe listeners can explain that a bit more. The fact that Niles' name is bigger on the door, I think, is yeah. absolutely hilarious. His excuse is it was the only way I could get them to fit, <laughs> <laughs> it's just a sheet of glass. There's so much space here. Um, really nice little gag. Almost kind of wish they Daphne doesn't mention it because it's you see it so clearly, yeah. It but it's works, obvious to the
1: eye, isn't it? It
0: works amazingly as just a visual gag. Like, does it need that extra? Because Frasier is such a, a smart show, they often don't take that extra step to explain the joke. Yeah. So I don't know. But now, obviously, Frasier's like you know, if I wanted, uh, I don't know if he says like, what does he say if I wanted an ego boost or words to those effects you know i just think of my radio show you know yeah, broadcasting to half a million, million listeners
1: and the pacific northwest
0: and parts of Canada. Canada. <laughs> the way he says that <laughs> absolutely kills me um and then obviously the mafia snitch line as well but i just think yeah i just think this whole setup is really good i like the fact this is a new set as well do you think we've seen this before or is this i don't happened? think
1: so i think this is a new set it looks like, um, that, I? and I, I, just absolutely love the little flashbacks to the therapist office where we find out that they're putting people's words in people's mouths. Like when Daphne goes, "Oh, I don't know how you put up with him," and yeah. just puts Niles going, "Liar, liar!" <laughs> liar. <laughs> um, I just love it because it, it just—I love the fact that you you forget that it's meant to be one either Fraser or Niles telling us a story, mm. and you think, "Oh no, we're in the moment," and then suddenly, "Oh no." It is there. They are recounting this.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Um. I really like that. I think it's it's funny and it's funny as well. Which lines, which ones it works for and which ones it doesn't. So, for instance, we saw in the first, but the last scene when Niles is going on. Actually, yes, there could be conflict and intense feelings. It's like when he actually said, "Stop raining on our parade." <laughs> um, but for instance, Martin's lines are just genuinely. That's what Martin said. <laughs> you know, yeah, restaurant with a stupid that, idea. This yeah. <laughs> is. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I like the fact they could both have tried to sugarcoat that because it's it's insulting to them both, but we get that. Um, I mean, Martin, incidentally, I, I would I would say he's wearing his classic shirt in this, you know, when he's at the office and he's helped the move in. That, like, yeah. red plaid one. Yeah. Don't you think that's just, like, classic John Mahoney? That is, when I'm picturing him, probably that's what he's wearing, yeah. yeah. So. I feel like that's what he wears in Dinner at Eight as well. And it's I kind think of like it a, is. Yeah. yeah. It, I wonder if they did literally keep the same wardrobe for him or just have a... Similar shirt. Yeah, I don't know how it works, but yeah, he's definitely the most iconically dressed, I think, of the of the of the main gang. Um some brilliant, brilliant zingers now when they're having their first group therapy session, and it's obviously sparring back and forth. Um, you know, Niles will be no hanging up on the hard ones here, <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> which is a bit like no blaming mother today. Um, yeah, and delivery is exactly the same, isn't it? Exactly. Um, and then uh, Frasier's zinger here is not very good. He says, I'm trained on everything from envy <laughs> to <laughs> jealousy. That's not yeah. a very broad spectrum. <laughs> <It's not. laughs>
1: They're the same thing. <laughs> oh, well, no, they are a different thing, I think.
0: Oh, no, we've but talked about this. We've I think this.
1: envy is when you, when you want what someone else has, mm. and jealousy is when you're scared that they'll take what you have.
0: That's a good so rationale.
1: Theoretically, Frasier would be envious of um, Niles' office, and Niles is jealous that is going to take his office.
0: Yeah, like, a bit like you would be envious of, like, you know some if so if you loved someone that was with someone else but if they were with you you'd be jealous if they were like if someone else was trying hit, to flirt with hitting someone. it off of them at a party yeah, yeah 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 um there you go so but you're like,
1: right it's still a very narrow range it's a this, very like, narrow spectrum
0: like you know I get I get what he's trying to do but I think that the, the spectrum the joke could have been different they just need another word there um to keep the joke on track as a Zinger to Niles um I think no hanging up on the hard ones here is my zinger of the week. That, or uh, yeah. you can almost hear the words now, now from now to hear from our sponsor, Pringles. Pringles. It? Yeah, it's so good. Um,
1: I um, I, I just I love. What am I saying? Uh, I love. What, I mean, <laughs> no. I do love. I'm gonna say just on that point. I love Nas's delivery of "Oh yes, you'll find my brother's quite adept with those peppy little bromides." Oh, I've got that.
0: Yeah, yeah it's, man, it's I love that. Most peppy little bromides because I always think that line is a bit overwritten. Yeah, but they. Uh, Niles like David Hope Pierce really kind of hammers it home.
1: Yeah, his delivery is perfect for it, isn't it? It makes it work. Um, But I do love phrases just hmm. Mm-mm.
0: Sorry, did you say something? Well, <laughs> not that you ask. <laughs>
1: <that> you're <laughs> interesting.
0: Oh. Um, very concerning little bit here from one of the from one of the guests now, and he just talks about his wife and then the new woman he's seeing, who's the yeah. same controlling ice princess. Yeah. Just sounds like he's got very deep rooted hatred for women. Um, yes. Not a great guy, to be honest. Um, and obviously, Fraser tries to to get to the root of that. But yeah, just slightly uncomfortable the way he says that and I think if I was in a group therapy session with someone like that I'd be a bit Mm. yeah and I I actually think the first one's really interesting is it I think Kalish is it
1: Um, the Mm -hmm. the woman who uh, she's just started dating again now she got divorced two weeks ago Mm -hmm. so how long is the system for divorce in America because over here like the actual process of getting divorced can take a little bit of time Mm. So if she's been that. single for x amount of months or whatever, and now and she the divorce has finally been made official, and she started dating two weeks, I'd say that's, you know, that's a fair bit of time to sort of reflect, contemplate, and start dating again. Whereas if so. they've if they've broken up, gotten divorced within a week, and she's seen someone else two weeks later, I'd say like let's, let's slow down let's find out. what's, what's going easy. on with you.
0: <laughs> I mean, generally speaking, I mean um who in this episode is on her side and who isn't forgot. And does, does um, fraser take fraser
1: says that i think that it can be good to wait that's it yeah. and niles is like nope
0: jump straight back on the horse <laughs> there you go so yeah i'm i'm thinking i'm with niles here if, if if you're kind of puzzling of that is 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 how i figure it as well yeah i think i think that's a good way of thinking about it um i mean we have this line now there are no accidents um you know, as all psychiatrists say, that is a line used quite prominently elsewhere in the show. Um yeah. I think it's the one the Blazy Boy episode where they get the oil on the carpet. Um and like Frazier's, you know, says to Martin, you know, there are no accidents, you know, you did this on purpose or whatever, like stains the carpet. Um so yeah, that that line does have a bit of a bit of a, you know, a, an afterlife in the show. So it's it's interesting there. Um Niles, now let's check in with news and traffic. <laughs> just honestly, it's just constant. There's about four different zingers to the radio show, like referenced in this. Obviously, he's jealous of it, but it, when you see Niles in that office, like doing what he does daily, it does make Fraser's job look like selling out massively. Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. a succession. It is like a big session, like Niles to me. That is the quintessential imagery for a psychiatrist, and yeah. it makes it look a really attractive profession. Like part of me wishes I was, I'd always been that way inclined, because I'd, I'd I'd love to do what these two do. But then I just think that's just because I like watching Fraser, you know, and I like the life they lead. <laughs> um, yeah. But I think yeah, I think what Niles does ultimately does make you empathize a little bit that Fraser is a bit commercial.
1: Yeah, I think the the frustrating thing for Niles is probably that he probably knows he's better than Frazier. I think so. He's definitely definitely smarter than him. Yeah, and he probably knows that he's helping people more and he's actually, you know, all this. But at the end of the day, he doesn't get that reflected in either probably his salary or in just in terms of respect and appreciation from people because, mm-hmm. you know, even his own patients like, oh, you're Dr. Crane from the radio, and and suddenly they see Fraser as this figure who's got more authority than their own therapist. Exactly. Yeah. Just because he does his five-minute sessions on the radio, <laughs> so I can see why it grates on Niles.
0: Yeah, for sure. Like that would be a real like swerve as well. Like it'd be so deflating in Niles' position there to have that like a, a, a... Just a patient suddenly go, "Oh, you're off the radio," and you think, "Great, I've now lost all the rapport I built up with these people." Um, well, you know, why not rent a farm, pass out the body paint, to call it Fraser Stalker? <laughs> <Yes. laughs> Another great line that I've, I've written down here. Um, I've, I've, I've written down Fraser overreact here. I'm trying to figure out what what that's in reference to. Um, do they go back into the Oh, did
1: the group all walk out now? It's when he
0: throws the thing out the window.
1: That is a complete overreaction. He's like, What are you doing,
0: mate? That's when, (laughs) yeah, when he does that, I was like, Is this Niall's retconning what actually happened again? Is this something? But But it's not. I I
1: Um, would say I do love
0: Frasier's lines.
1: If I were a doctor, you (laughs) never know.
0: (laughs) You never know. It's I'm saying that. (laughs) Um, it's just a massive overreaction. Yeah. Really, really don't like this. Um, as, uh, I don't know, just a psychiatrist that no one knows better than they about how to keep your emotions in check, and it's just, yeah, it's completely nuts. Um, and he's, uh, let's just, it's incre- I mean, we're assuming, I'm assuming at least, that this window is facing
1: a street. Possibly <laughs> so, multiple floors up. Yeah, potentially a car or just a walking along, plant pot. <laughs> Boom <laughs> dead. You what know. are you doing, mate? Now, now we're looking at manslaughter. So you know it's, it is a complete colossal
0: overreaction I'm afraid. It doesn't make sense at all. It doesn't make sense whatsoever. Um I've I've written down, if I were Doctor, you never know it. <laughs> That's my next bullet point. Um I, I like uh I like Niles It's like, no group, come back, group at the door, like just calling I, them group. I respect this show of independence. <laughs> now look what you've done. It's so pathetic. Um but I kinda <laughs> like his imploring of them to come back. Okay, here's the bullet point key. I mentioned this earlier. Why is there a four-inch wooden block on the toilet key? Is it so it doesn't go missing? Yeah. Is that it? I think so, yeah. So what so think... what do you do? Just leave it lying around and then like what you you'll see the wooden blocks, you'll know where the key is.
1: I think so. I think would it be in part also just to stop people putting it in their pocket by mistake and walking off with it?
0: Oh, that's probably much, because much better. If I'm,
1: if I'm giving it, say, to a patient who's come in, oh, yeah, this is for the toilet, um, it'd be quite easy for them just to put it in their pocket because they've gone to the bathroom, they need their hands free. Um, and so mm. then they've walked away with it in their pocket and forgotten about it. Whereas a four-inch wooden block, probably
0: going to remember it's in your pocket. So that will be my thinking anyway. That's absolutely spot on. That's got to be what it is. Um, it, it, what this reminded me of at school, I don't know if you remember, but in, in the tech block, um, the tech teachers in particular used to have a, a good laugh with this. Um, obviously, when when you wanted to go to the bathroom in any class at our school, normally you were just allowed, like it, they weren't particularly Machiavellian about it, but they sometimes give you like a red card, like a pass. So it's, if you're in the hallway and someone's like, what are you doing out of class? You can show them this red card. In the tech block, they had taped that red card. Do you remember where I'm going yes. with this? Yes yeah they taped it. So for listeners, basically it it was a a piece of wood that I would estimate was probably about three three by two feet, I would say three block of wood three foot by two foot of just this massive block of wood with the, the red card taped. Bang in the middle of it just to make you look stupid when you go to the toilet because you've got to carry this giant piece of wood with you. Um, and it just makes me think of that. I just ultimately think it's a, it that was a great idea. Um, and it makes me nostalgic for the for those days. Um, so yeah, that was what I was I was thinking of there. Any excuse to go down memory lane? AK, okay. um, <laughs> whenever
1: I walk past the there's an industrial estate in Cozor towards the bottom towards the train station, yeah, I go past it often. Whenever
0: I walk past it and I smell it, I'm taken back to our tech days, yeah when you get that sawdust smell and stuff yeah Yeah. massive i can still smell the laser cutter as well that was a big big expensive piece of equipment i gave off a really weird smell um yeah absolutely so just oh man it's amazing what smell can do for nostalgia i feel like it's the most potent of all of the senses for triggering there's there's moments i have a smell i'm just taken back to something i'd completely forgotten about yeah oh wow that yeah that it's really How's weird it? like sometimes um i smell like a cleaning product around the house and it, it must smell like one at family friends so we used to visit a lot and i used to go around there and play the sims in their spare room when my mom and dad were talking and i didn't want to just sit around talking to adults i was playing the sims and that smell is exactly like that smell in that room um it's just yeah I, honestly it, it's amazing how that works um I've just put, are they, quote, pathologically mistrustful of each other? Question mark. We've just talked about this, really. Don't agree with this assessment, though. He doesn't have hindsight like we do. Um, he's only going off what he's seen, and they do seem like a bit foobar at this point, kind of beyond repair. But Yeah, I mean, at this stage, they're... the thing is they're
1: not necessarily themselves. Like, Fraser throwing the plant pot out of the window is not a particularly Fraser esque action. No, that's not representative, is it? It's not necessarily in character. So hmm. in comparison to that, I can understand why he's a bit... Off, within a bit confused, um, but I do love the fact that they even start putting words into the mouth of the therapist. Because <laughs> he's like, "I never said I'm sure I can help you. I said I, I might be able to help you." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that. They so, yeah, twist your words.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, the therapist leaves now after the trust exercise, and obviously he's fallen flat on his arse. He calls it a pub. He says, "I'm going yeah. to the pub." Yeah. Is this not just flag for you? Do, do Americans actually use that term? It's, it
1: was very English, wasn't it? I mean his name is um okay he, the actor is Irish.
0: Right. So... That makes sense. But for his character, is it were to be if he's Irish American or because they do call them pubs, I think.
1: Possibly. I think Paddy's like make...
0: pub, you know, in in It's Always Sunny.
1: Yeah, possibly. In the
0: <laughs> I mean, but
1: I mean his name's Doctor is it Shakter? I mean, that's not the most irish
0: sounding name i've ever heard no i mean oh, that's a huge generalization i'm well, Oh no to. i mean unless we see how it's spelled it might have some really like irish but in comparison feelings. the actor's last name is o'shea which is quite really irish there um yeah just always you know he's, he's going to the pub to drink until the rest of me is as numb as my ass <laughs> I love uh, the way he delivers that line really great um and then we have Fraser and Niles ending by deciding which restaurant to go to. Can you remember the name of the two restaurants they want to go to? Surprise, this was, didn't
1: come up. Um, one was Shay Shay. Yes. Chez Chez. And the other one I was struggling to. Was it like. Is it Paris, Paris, Something
0: like that? I, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure what it was. Per, per, Paris, I think. Or Paris. Um, just Paris but with an E instead of an A. Um, oh, okay. No, so, God. yeah, I, I like I like this ending. That would have made, made a good trivia question. I'm surprised no one picked up on that, actually. Um, but, yeah, ultimately, yeah. I like the fact that they're, they're having a friendly squabble now about the things that are important, not important, rather, like, you know, where should we go? Which bougie restaurant should we go and eat at yeah. today? Um, and the
1: fact that they've completely discounted someone's opinion because they're not as qualified as them. Because earlier on, they say, oh, this is what Dad was saying all along but this is from someone who's qualified. So, uh, and then when they realise that he's, you know, university of Aruba, um, then suddenly, Oh, actually he's not that qualified. It is very so elitist. I, we're yeah. all right. Aren't we? You know, so Just it's interesting the wrong way a little bit, but it shows yeah. whose opinions they value and who they don't really care about. Very true. Very true.
0: Okay. Is this episode in your top 10?
1: It's not, but I do really like it. I'm a big fan. It's a really funny episode.
0: Um, there's just, just, I think there's ten better out there. I am with you. It's not in my top ten either, though. Um, just. Was reminded that I haven't seen this episode half as much as I thought I had. Um, watching this, that was the thing that flagged me. Every episode we've watched up to now, I feel like I know inside out. This episode, I definitely didn't, and there were gags coming that I was not ready for. I couldn't predict what the next line was. And I think anytime that happens, it's a novelty on on this podcast as well. In particular, yeah,
1: I think that's going to become much more frequent. Uh, once I get to like season six onwards, I'd say. I think I've said to you before, I think
0: like the first half of the run of Fraser, I've seen a lot more than the second half. I definitely agree. For me, it probably extends to maybe like seasons nine, 10 and eleven are the ones that I'm yeah. kind of, yeah. There were a few episodes, obviously sprinkled amongst them that I've seen loads, like The Doctor is out and stuff yeah, like that. Um, but yeah, there's quite a few there that will be will be pretty new. Um, best actor pick. I think it's quite quite tough it's, this week. We haven't got yeah. a massive poll of uh I've, choice. I think-
1: in reality, it's a choice between Fraser and Niles because yeah. no one else really has enough to do. I mean, obviously, Daphne has the great bit with you know the Beast Master and all this? Mm-hmm. That is a um, good moment. And Martin has a couple of really good lines, but I don't think there's enough. I don't think you can give someone a best actor pick for the sake of thirty seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, that has to so, be really good. Yeah. Um, so for that reason, I'm gonna go with Niles um, mm. I, I love I think he's got so many good zingers um, I just I love so so many of the lines when he's just in the um, the therapist's office and and just I really like the way as well um, that he start he's the one to first start retconning what's happened a little bit you know with when he's with speaking Daphne. to Martin yeah. and, and saying oh uh, this could actually be a source of conflict and I, I love the way he does that <laughs> Um, so for me, I, I'm gonna go with, with Niles.
0: I have also gone with okay Um, it was again obviously between the two of them. Um, I just agree with you. I think all those lines about the radio show, and particularly when they're in the group therapy session, he's just brilliant. Um, he's his physical comedy, his face. I think the delivery of those lines is excellent. Um, you know, no hanging up on the hard ones here, just yeah. an amazing line. So, yeah, everything you said, I, I gave it to Nas. Uh, Kendi Berlinke, what would he make of this episode, please? And can you confirm the rumors that he was the therapist in the house next door? <laughs> <laughs> he was. <yeah. laughs> Kennedy, Kennedy knows the, the value of a good scream.
1: <laughs> <like that. laughs> I, I don't think, right? Because I think Kennedy probably had a. a a twin and you like killed him in utero or something i don't think <laughs> oh, like, kennedy's
0: oh. not a man for conflict he just deals with it and moves on he just scream gets you to scream <laughs> and then it's out it's out of the open <laughs> thank you key no further explanations needed there all that remains is to play who's crying is it anyway before we jump over to the mailbag Listen to mail this week the line for you key oh, is God. away we go could away be, we go. Could be quite an easy one. It could be quite a hard one. Depends how your brain grabs this one. Um away we go.
1: And away we go. I don't know why I've, <laughs> just, I've
0: got that voice in my head. It does sound like something uh, a soubira would say or something. Um,
1: my first thought is that it's got to be either Freyja or Niles. Mm. Because I'm thinking that it's like the idea of, oh, they've got they've, you know, they've got a plan, they've got something they're gonna do, and away we go. This is a this is Let's get on with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's got to be one of the two of them. The question is... Which one? Which, which
0: one, yeah. If it is them too, of course. Don't say that, mate. put no, no. Ignore me, ignore me.
1: Oh, God. Okay. And away we... I mean, is it them? No. Because away we go. It's not really a... something I think they would say. I don't... Mm. But who else could it be? Because... Oh, who indeed? Who indeed? Oh, indeed? Okay, I think it's got to be either uh, Frasier or Niles. And I'm just going to take a 50-50 stab and I'm going to say Niles.
0: It's Frasier. Oh! <laughs> oh! And it's right at the end. It's literally the third from last line. It's, uh... Niles, we've still got time to catch a late lunch. Oh, 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 Paris is just around the corner. Oh, here we go. You, you, I mean, you were right to, to work out it was the two of them, um... But yeah, unfortunately, you went the wrong way. 50-50 there. Okay, shall we hop over to Listener Mail this week, Kay? Let's go for it, yeah. Roz, who's our next caller? Okay, so we've not actually had as many this week, so we won't have to um, kind of do our mailbag format. I think we'll probably be able to read all of these out, um, which is great. So Recklia put, well, both of you placed Daphne's room at such low ranks, I see. May your opera box be full of cellophane crinklers and a stage swarming with standbys. I too would rate the show where Sam shows up as the bottom with unkindness at 23. I loved Key's Watt, although the rough still wins. <laughs> not sure many episodes based at Dukes would have worked. The show clearly wanted to stay as far as it could away from Cheers. I think that's a good point. And um, I think one episode would have been nice, um, but that's more for my own fictional canon. Shrink wrap. The false memories really added this episode. Speaking of false memories, that Daphne one. Oh boy. I remember sitting there grinning as Daphne went to one of her rants, then as she got into it, my amusement turned to surprise, then shock. I sat there wide-eyed with the remote, pointing at the TV, stunned with my jaw drop. Major kudos to Jane Leaves. What confidence to act that out in front of an audience. I applaud her acting skills. Lads, if you aren't giving Daphne out to pick of the week for that, I certainly am. There you go. Thank you, Reclia.
1: Next up, we have a Mischief Knight. He says, uh, always good stuff, gentlemen. I don't want to prattle on too much, so I'll give some of the top three quotes that weren't already mentioned by you guys. Number one. On what desert isle with no hope of rescue was this? <laughs> uh, Niles from the episode, from the show where Sam shows up. At the moment, I don't think it's intelligent life in this kitchen. <laughs> I think that's Frasier, isn't it? From The Candidates. I think so. I think so. Um, and then, would you be adverse to trying something <laughs> radical from The Innkeepers? I think that's I Niles that. with the soup souffle pot. Big souffle. Big souffle. But I want people to see it here, Niles Crane. I want to say big souffle. <laughs> <laughs> um, next up, um, shrink wrap. Trivia and fun bits. I feel like this episode would have been a much better season opener. I get that I wanted to establish Kate, but she has such a short arc that it seems kind of wasted. Mm, hey, hey, in- yeah. Interesting that they made Daphne do essentially do the same thing that Frazier did in Bora Bora when it comes to giving people on the other side of the wall a taste of their own medicine. Mm. And Here we go. The actor who plays Dr. Shaxa, that's Milo O'Shea, um, also plays the drunk minister who marries
0: Woody and Kelly in an episode of Cheers. Wow, there you go. That must be beyond where I'm at. I don't think Woody was married with the point I was at. Um, that's certainly not a spoiler that I'm worried about, by the way. Do not worry. Um, whether I'll ever finish G, it remains to be seen. Argle, um, Goggle Google, goop. Go, go. I really enjoyed your recap, guys. Thanks. I'm in general agreement with your rankings. You guys did bring up a good point that different people might have different things resonate with them that would result in some disparity. It's testament to how good the innkeepers is that it's made its way to both your number one picks and mine too, with the only minus point for me being that it's rather unrealistic, though that has contributed to it being more funny. I definitely agree. It's extremely unrealistic stick as an episode. Um, the fact that they only own a restaurant for like one episode is, is a bit nuts. Um, the amount of money they would have lost. Uh would be sad to see Keeley for Will and Jace, though his knack for American accents and of course his killer bulldog impression would help him fit right in over there. Perhaps he'd have a stint as their resident British expert.
1: I, I can confirm I've not been offered any kind of position.
0: <laughs> I don't think Will and Jace uh, listen to us. I mean, they, they occasionally send us uh, good, good wishes on Twitter and stuff, which is very nice and very kind of But yeah. Thank you, Um, Argle Gargle.
1: Next up, Sydney Asbasket. Dearest Will and Key, once again you've done it. When I first pressed play on this episode, I was expecting you to introduce Pearl Jam's latest hit, but to (laughs) my chagrin, you were doling out scores for season two episodes from the hit sitcom Fraser. What a great episode to round off another brilliant season. Onwards to season three. I look forward to it.
0: Yours, Sydney. Oh, very nice. And last but not least, from our quizmaster, Kiwi, Resident Cam Winston. We William, Klingon Key. Good recap, my lovelies. And to be honest, I reckon my order would be pretty similar to yours. I too have ranked Daphne's room on the maybe pile, though, although it did have some hilarious parts. Sydney aspaski I still maintain that was a telly tub. <laughs> a lot of what about Bebo there. Moving on, there is one change in saying all of that, saying all of that, and that is that I really didn't didn't mind the return of sam malone however tia leone can just bugger off as she really wasn't needed that episode i do strong words there from gab <laughs> um, <Big> peace <laughs> peace and as always up the villa special mention to man united too and then nine nil smoking at southampton so this week there's also an up united i'm afraid there will never be an up united <laughs> on this podcast i will never ever say that sincerely um only up the villa um so i hate man you um, I know. Ha- I know. Hamish supported Manu uh, before he met us and, and took on the Villa mantle. So at least we've helped turn him a little bit the there You're shaking your head vigorously. <laughs> um,
1: yeah, fair to say we're not Manchester
0: United fans. No, we're absolutely not. <laughs> um, so next week it will be season four, ep- season three, four. We're jumping ahead. I know, man. We're really flying there. Season three, episode four, which is no, season three, episode three. Yes. Good God, which what? Is Martin does it his way. That, I love this episode. Is it the with a song? Yes, um, it is. You make she, my heart go Heidi Hader. Yes. Um, absolutely love this episode. Love um, really, really big fan. One of season three's strongest, I would say. Um, in fact, actually looking across, some of season three's like, middle to late episodes are really good. Yeah, um, I,
1: I just I love whenever you think Martin does it his way. I think the the first thing that jumps into my mind is like her heart seems to be doing a lot of skatey skatey or jumpy but like I think she should go see a doctor.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I always think as well as Niles is um terrible like lyrics and he's like she's like a wood or cool and shady. And then when <laughs> and then when uh, and then when Fraser goes uh she makes the bravest cat go for it. so why he says that absolutely kills me, man. Um, that's one of my favourite lines. I'm looking forward to that so much. I
1: feel we've done I know I said to you before we came on We uh, said at the end of the last season that season three had a weak start, and I feel we did it a bit of a
0: disservice. To be honest I with you, I think we did. There's some good yeah. stuff here. Uh, yeah, some very very strong episodes. The last time I saw Marius is a good episode as well. Actually, I like that one. But yeah, that'll be that'll be next week. But other than that, I've been Will. I've been Kay, And thank you very much for listening to We're Listening. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling Tossed salads and scrambled eggs Oh, man And maybe I seem a bit confused Yeah, maybe, but I got you pegs Ha, 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 ha But I don't know what to do With those tossed salads and scrambled eggs